We started a journey not long ago going through a book called The Daily Guide to a Joy-Filled Life. Have you hopped on the joy train? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. First of all, y'all, I'm going to apologize. You might hear uh, a background rumble. I happen to be underneath, uh, in the space that I'm recording, underneath an air conditioner right now. And it's 100, 114 degrees um, today in sunny metropolitan Phoenix. So that air conditioner is not stopping. Get my drift. But we are moving forward. We meaning my dear friend, uh, Jeff Mullen and myself in taking um, uh, our insights and sharing them with you as we have moved through a book that I know I might sound dramatic and I've said it before that really has changed my life already and is continuing to change my life and we have passed that uh, information along to you and I will continue to do that in case you miss it it's called the daily guide to a joy-filled life by Tommy Newberry it is uh, based off of a, a passage in the Bible let me just say I know I have many listeners who have no faith background don't have any interest in a faith background might even have an aversion to the Bible but please don't let that keep you from taking a look at this book or or just simply listening to us and coming along because it is a very human um uh idea um i was i was gonna say prospect but i mean but it's uh it really is a truth that what we give our minds to sort of rules the roost that what we think on expands that um, we are what we behold. Uh, So in looking at how that affects the outcome of our day-to-day, it's significant, it's critical. So come along and join us, take what you want, leave what you don't want, Um, and we just love knowing that you're on this ride with us. Here we go. Hey, Jeff. I, this is super fun. I get to see you every week. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. So we are continuing in our, um, I was going to say regurgitation, but that's a gross word. <laughs> in, our, journey. in our, in our journey of, of highlighting the things, because there's so much to say about this book that's why i can't ask the listening audience enough to just trust us trust you like i trusted you when i got it to go grab this book whether you're a faith-based person or not i know it's based on scripture don't be afraid i mean you know let's not even let's we don't have to dilly dally over that but there's so much in this book and you and i were a little bit uh trepidatious um to look at chapter six in particular (laughs) chapter seven and chapter eight but we did it and we just had a little powwow to kind of talk about how we might want to um to highlight these things but tell me why you were a little hesitant over chapter six chapter six being titled Uh, which caught my attention being in the entertainment industry, write your own headlines. 
which ultimately though is a goal setting, like taking charge of, of really, if you were to write your, I love the title, if you were to write your own headlines, but tell me why you were a little bit like, oh, hold my breath on, on getting into this chapter, even though you've read through this book and his books multiple times. Well, I do love the title of, it's called Day Six, Chapter Six, whatever you want to call it. He says, write your own headlines. And then and underneath it says, the joy of goals. <laughs> you know, I think until, until I read his line, I don't know that I'd ever contemplated that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it's like I, I enjoy goals. I'm, and this is where he's going to really, if he ever hears this podcast, he will challenge me on this. And it's the right challenge. I just don't like to share them with other people. Okay. And, and he'll say, no, proclaim them. Open the windows of your house. Scream them outside. Here are my goals. Okay. Find three, four, five people and say, these are my goals. Why? Because then there's accountability there. Ah, well, then you and, just hit, you just hit the nail on the head why I would agree with you and say, I don't want to share them with anyone because I don't know that I really, that might be it. I don't really want the accountability. I mean, I do don't get me wrong, but I, I mean, I, the fearful person in me, you know, that, that, hesitates at missing a mark and all of that stuff. Yeah. What if what if I don't hit my goals? Right. Then I'm a what? I'm a failure. Right. And no one wants to feel like a failure. I came out of a an hour meeting this morning as I'm building a new business. And they challenged me in a way that I've not been challenged in a long time. And later today, after we're done with this, I'll be sitting down. I will be not only writing out my goals, but I'll be sending them to another friend of mine and saying, these are completely unrealistic goals that I'm going for because I want to go, I want to go way beyond where I've ever been. And candidly, I mean, just for me, there are other people out there who are like massive goal setters, they're massive achievers, right. massive everything, and they're all great. And that's fantastic. I'm thrilled for them. But I'm actually going to write out goals that are almost terrifying for me. Oh, wow. Because I've never, and I think I've, you know, I've had some successes, I've had failures, this, that, and the other. Um, but I'm writing out goals. When he says the joy of goals, like this, is, this does not bring me joy. This actually brings me a little bit of terror, a little bit of fear, but I am, I am setting goals now that I hope they end up being joy filled. Right. But we, we bottom line, and in this chapter, I didn't really, really want to say, cause you and I have talked, I've started a new business. Uh, I've been in other businesses. That's great. I'm starting a new business. I'm not going to share with anyone on the podcast. Like, here are my goals for my business. Right, right, right. That, yeah. Me right. So it's, um, but it is so critical 
to have them. I'm not a checklist person. My wife is a beautiful, well, she's beautiful, but yeah. she's a wonderful checklist person. She, she like has such great joy of checking off a box and a checklist. And she just takes great, she did that last night when we had friends over for dinner. She had a checklist, boom, 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 got it done. And that brings her great joy. Yeah. That's not what brings me joy. Yeah. Uh, the accomplishment, the overall winning brings me joy. Anyway, I just thought, you know, when he said, you know, develop goals, Tommy said this, develop goals to grow your faith as well as your finances, develop goals to become a better spouse and a stronger parent, develop a goal to become fit and maybe even a goal to have more fun. Like, oh, so it's not just about right. money. It's not just about, so I, you know, we haven't talked about this like two weeks ago. I'm like, I said a whole new framework for when I get up in the morning, what time I get up, mm -hmm. my workout. I've been so laxed in my workout. Yeah, I'm like, it's going to be painful. Yeah. But I call a buddy of mine. He's actually in Arizona where you are. Aww. And he's, he's like, he checks in. He's like, so how'd it go? Cause the guy's a beast. Um, he's a bit older than me and the dude's a beast. I'm like, well, I really hurt. He's like, well, suck it up buttercup. <laughs> it's going to hurt for a while before it gets better. So, but setting, you know, setting goals for like, for my daughters, I have goals for them now. How, how do I connect with them? How do I talk with them? How do I, how often do I connect and talk with them? What do I say to them to encourage them to, you know, tell them who they are and how much I love them and respect them. And I tell them about their, I tell them about, I, when I text them, I say, I'm not only proud of who you are but who you are becoming. Mm -hmm. And then I tell them why. So I've been developing different goals with mm -hmm. my wife, with my daughters, with my business, me physically. Mm -hmm. And I think this chapter, and I'm talking too long, but I think it, as oh, a yeah. whole, if we can think that way, well, that's healthy to think about like yeah I, and see that's why and i'll just be transparent i have i have always resisted and i'll i'll confess i have not been not that i've never made a a, a little bit of a vain attempt at setting goals i've never been a goal setter so when i got to this chapter i'm like but but when I, because he builds on this idea of, of living, um, uh, being, being uh, aware of our thoughts, all of a sudden, the way that he put that in, set that down in the middle of a goal setting situation, everything that you just said about the goals you're setting for yourself, the goals you're setting uh, for your relationship with your wife, for your business, for your daughters, those are systems that are keeping you thinking in the think this, not that. What you're dwelling on expands. Those iconic things that we've already pulled from this book, that's why goals are so helpful and critical because they are ensuring what, are, what we are thinking about. And that changed the whole whole idea of me looking at goals. I have not sat down to do this yet. 
Um, but I'm going to, and I'm super inspired by your challenge this afternoon. But you and I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I know you want to comment in a minute, but I want to say this. You and I were talking earlier and I was saying there was so much in this. This, cha this chapter, though, really is, I think, a call to action, whereas some of the other chapters had so much information that dug up things in me. This did not dig it up so much as told me why this is a good thing for you to do. I know goal setting. There's a bazillion books in Barnes and Noble on right. how to set goals. And that's not what he's after here. But one thing that took me, well, it was a lead in and then the hook. Um, goals elevate you from remorse to le legitimate change and improvement. That was the lead in to me opening my mouth then for a hook to, because I have remorse. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't necessarily need to dwell on it, but I know I, I have remorse over the days, years, and even decades of what I wish I had done, what I knew I couldn't, blah, 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 blah. But so legitimate, so between remorse and legitimate change, as he writes here, these were Tommy's words, that got me. And then here's the one that was uh, my big mouth, bass mouth was wide open and the hook went right in. It was goal setting is simply harnessing your strengths to make a positive difference in the world. And I know I shared this with you, but I do want to say it because there's a big laugh at the end, I think. But it made me think of this, um, the term harness, it made me think of this pony that I got, that my mom and dad got me when I was um, 10 years old. And I just had a correction. I said my dad knew of this person. It wasn't, it was my mom's boss. But back in California, Jeff and I are from California. We grew up there. There was a car dealer called Cal Worthington. And he had commercials on, go see Cal, go see Cal, go see Cal. And I don't know why, but he always had a unique animal from a lion to a pig to a, but he also had a pony. And sure enough, my mom's boss knew Cal Worthington and said, hey, do you guys want a pony for your kids? And they're like, hey, Jerry's turning 10. So they bought me the superstar pony from Cal Worthington's commercials. And I remember it got delivered late at night. And um, it was a Shetland pony. And just to be forthright, it wanted nothing to do with me or anybody else on its back. But nobody really discussed this. Maybe it was just a persnickety actor pony that just wanted to be in front of the camera. But I, we had a long stretch on, the, on our house. We were on a big piece of property. But um, I got, they put me on the pony, never been on one before. And there was no harness, no bit, no reins, no whatever. I just, they told me. This is the, this is what I, I was going to be on my, my tombstone. They told me to hold on. Hold and on. so <laughs> I held on to the main Jeff Mullen, this pony took off. Now it was a pony, but it was a hefty little pony. It had power in it and it took off and it headed straight for a peach tree that we had. And 
it was low enough to clear the branches on the peach tree, but said writer, Terry, was not. And I got hammered and knocked silly by the branches on that peach tree. But when, and eventually it removed, it, I got thrown off. The pony did stop right before stomping on me, I will give, and I named her Star because she had a star on her, on her head here, a white star. But so she did stop before stomping on me and that was sweet of her. But when I read this line, that term goal setting is simply harnessing your strengths. I, 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 I giggled inside, but I thought, okay, I, I get it. If I had had a harness and reins on that pony, I would have been able to take the power and the energy of that pony that was present without harnesses and reins. And I would have been able to direct that pony's energy to take me where I wanted to go rather than straight into a peach tree and knock me off the pony. Um, it, it, I am willy nilly. I, I have a lot to me and I don't doubt that I have a lot to me. I feel like I, I, I feel like there is a powerhouse within me, but without reins, without harnessing. And this has changed my feeling about setting goals. It doesn't feel like a self-help business prospect that is only that, though that's part of it, but it changed my thinking. We moved to Henderson, Nevada, three years ago. And while we have met some wonderful people, I have met so many people and, and I'm, I'm happy for their um, finances, their ability to not work, right? But I have met so many people who have just, quote unquote, retired, and they have no goals. Their goal was retirement. In other words, I don't have to go back to my job anymore. Well, okay. If you hated it or didn't like it, or whatever, fine. But as I read this chapter as well, I thought, you know what? I want goals for the next 10 years of my life. Then when I get there, I want goals for the next 10 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And when I get there, I want goals for the next 10 years of my life. And when I get there, I want to have goals for the next 10 years of my life. Now, I may not live another 40 years. I have no idea. But life's not really worth, I, I watched, I know, and I watched so many men and women who simply get up and they watch the news channel every day, some golf every day. And, and there's nothing wrong with watching news, nothing wrong with playing golf. But I'll tell you what, I say, and I'm, I'm hoping to write this book one day, don't retire, retread. Mm. Because we're not built for retirement. We're not built to stop having goals. And you can call it whatever you want. But as I, I, as I came back into this, I thought, you know what? 
yeah, I, I do want another, I'm asking God for at least another 10 years to run with this new business and to, you know, I can share with you the next, well, whatever the next page is, my, some of my thoughts about this, but on whatever page, it doesn't matter what book anyone's reading, but it says, Tommy says, goals tell your brain what to notice in the midst of a crowded thought life. Wow. Beautiful. Say it again. Goals tell your brain what to notice in the midst of a crowded thought life. And I'll tell you what, my thought life can get so crowded with all whether you know, so what do we decide to listen to on the radio in the car? What do we decide to watch on our TVs? What do we decide to read on our laptops or you know phone or whatever it gets so crowded but our goals tell our brain what to notice in the midst of all that kind of chaos so i've been i've kind of set a, a new goal of i'm just not going to allow i'm not going to allow my mind to get so crowded and I'm not going to allow myself to, I guess, fade away and quote unquote, retire mm -hmm. because it's so, it's to me, I look around, I'm like, it's so sad. People with such, I, I bumped into so many business leaders and so many people who are so talented and gifted. And then they just unplug mm -hmm. because somehow they hit retirement. Mm -hmm. And then there are no more goals mm -hmm. and there's no more pursuit. You know, it, I think that's just, I, I don't know. I've watched people literally like literally die. Yes. But just die as a person Yeah, because they don't have any more, you know, tangible goals. Right. And they don't, we always think about, I think so many people think about goals as being financial goals. That's fantastic go for that but you know like i said before what about your marriage what about your family what about your friends what about your something else right it gives purpose right so i guess for me whatever anyone comes up with in that particular chapter um it's it's leaning forward and, and it, i think it's as much about purpose as anything so and and really a life affirming you know, um, I think that there's some sort of desperate disappointment that might happen. And I'm not a psychologist, so um, though I'll, I'll tout that I am, but um, that the, the, a, a disappointment in the back shelves of our mind that's, that's not been pleased with life that then ultimately lets us look for a chance to just have a break and not have anything asked of us or require anything. But this whole idea of setting goals for joy is really about, I loved what you quoted from him about, it tells your mind what to focus on in the middle of everything. We can't always control how busy our minds get. We can't control it because we're subject to what's going on around us and it does come in, but this allows us to go, wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to give you time of day. I'm going to focus on this. And I can't encourage 
people enough. I keep saying that. I sound like a broken record, but should you have this book, uh, there is a place at the end of it. And we, as we said last week, every chapter ends with a little bit of an of a of a a launching place of an exercise. So this isn't necessarily a chapter that tells you how to set goals, but it lets you get started and thinking about it and it's there for you. But we also wanted to look to um, chapter seven, um, if we can. I know we're trying to keep the podcast somewhere, you know, in a reasonable time, 30 or 40 minutes. But um, you and I were talking um, that, that Tommy this author, there is a repetitiveness. And I've even heard it in the things that I say and you say when we note what stands out to us, we're kind of repeating similar things in different ways. There's a repetitiveness here, but I know he's doing it intentionally for us to get the get it because it's pretty simple. But here he starts off the chapter in chapter seven. Um, it's called Focus Creates Feeling the Joy of Awareness. Again, he says in a different way, but he has said it other ways before, we become what we behold. And um, it doesn't get any more clear than that. You know, when, whatever we're thinking expands. Wherever we're putting our thoughts, that's what we get. We become what we behold. And it, again, there's been so many things in this book that grabbed me, but that that did grab me as well. And there was um, the other thing that I, uh, you know, it's, it, I won't say guilt, but I guess conviction or, or, or a, a check, a check where he says any given moment, you can choose to pay attention to what's present or what's missing. Oi, ay, 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 ay. I am, I am the what's missing finder. You know what I mean? Like they carry the things at the beach to find the metal. I have a thing that finds what's missing. It goes ding, 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 ding over what's missing. But by, by living in what's missing, um, it's the make or break of losing the mental battle in our minds. And I'm, I'm, I'm floored by that. I, I agree. I think if, if you were to put that one simple saying on multiple sticky notes mm -hmm. and stick it on your refrigerator mm -hmm. on your in your car dashboard on the mirror in your bathroom you stick it everywhere in 30 days if you were to pay attention to what's what you have versus what you're missing mm -hmm. it'll transform your life mm -hmm. now i've done <clears throat> a simple pardon me a similar practice not the same but similar and i'm like oh my gosh i'm so thankful for this lamp yeah, you said that last week. And, yeah. that, and I looked like, at my lamp. Oh, my gosh. Day. You know, we kind of gone through that. But <clears throat> he also said, in a nutshell, whatever you dwell upon becomes increasingly conspicuous in your own mind. It's the same thing. What we focus on expands. So bottom line is, what are we, what are we focusing on? Right. We get in the car. Um, I made a practice for 30 days to shut off the radio. Mm. And as I drive, I, I just became thankful. Mm. So went from one appointment to another appointment or whether I was going from home to the grocery store to Costco, you know, whatever. I'm like, hmm, 
can I be thankful? Right? This was the thing for me. Like, can I be thankful from my house to Costco, which is like 15 minutes away? Can I just be thankful for everything for 15 minutes? How fun. I love and that. I found it difficult. Yes. How sad true. is that? But I, I started making it a practice. I'm like, if I can't be freaking thankful for 15 <laughs> minutes, are you kidding me? For everything? Then I started thanking God for the tires on my truck and for, you know what I mean, for the air conditioning in my car. But I tell you what, if you can be straight up thankful, set your mind on being yeah. thankful for 15 straight minutes to wherever you're going, oh my gosh, it became transformational for me and taking that to what he's kind of drawing out in this particular chapter about focus creates feeling i am a feeling oriented person and it's kind of like does the chicken or the egg come first are my feelings what i feel going to then drive me to what i focus on or can i not to hearken uh, back to the last chapter or can i harness what i focus on to direct my feelings. And that's what he's saying here. And exactly. I, I had noted in uh, this chapter as well, something that was a big one for me. It said, um, um, shifting your attention to your blessings, like you were just saying, um, to your strengths and to the aspects of your life that are working. Because there are some things that don't work, right? I mean, let's just be honest. I don't want anyone to feel like this is uh, it, and this is something that I think we can talk about, if not today, another time. This is not saying life isn't difficult. Let me go a little further because then I can give an explanation to this. It says, resist the urge to accelerate. It doesn't say uh, that they're not legit, but to accelerate negative emotional spirals by chronically reporting your own negative feelings. And I know you've known me for a while. I'm a processor verbally. So I do talk about things. And, and that's not to say that's not healthy. There's a certain degree of that, that I think if you have a trusted friend, like, like it, you and I have processed, I'm able to say things. I know you're a welcoming person, but to chronically, which I have been guilty of, to talk about the things that are difficult. And, and you would ask me a little bit of update because you don't know my current husband, what you guys have never met, you don't know him well. We've had a difficult uh, go from not literally the start of our relationship, but almost, and um, with some tragedy in it that has, has um, things that were at the hands of others um, that, uh, and we're coming close to running out of time, but we might need to just, but anyway, I, I uh, talk about it a lot, or I used to, and it is an example of when I, and it's very emotional, and when you asked me about that, I hadn't talked about it in a long time, and I made a note in myself as soon as I started speaking, like the little funnel of the beginning of the conversation was okay. But as soon as I started speaking, it opened up into this big ocean and I was bobbing in that ocean of emotions. <laughs> That's cute. Um, in the ocean of emotions about what I had experienced and my feelings took a tank. Like right as I was sharing with you, my nose got red, I got teary eyed. 
all of that to say that um, we have control. It, I, I think sometimes we feel like we're out of control. We have some control over how we feel by where we place our focus. I'm gonna let you address something, not let you, but I'm gonna invite you to address something from chapter seven, and then we're gonna wind down here so we keep our time. But what were your highlights about chapter seven? Uh, well, if you mean by highlights, like the last four, the kind of takeaways, Yes. I, I'll just tell you, I, I, I wrote down, um, these are kind of the highlights. I said, people trust me. God wants me to succeed. I am a blessing to others. And I want to see others flourish. And those are, I think they have been a driving force in my life. And those that you just read come from a challenge that he gives at the end of the chapter that says, write down up to four ways you intend to upgrade your thought life in order to upgrade your emotional life. So you just said, will you repeat it again so we can attach sure. that process to it? Yeah, you know, people trust me, which I think they do. Mm -hmm. God wants me to succeed in whatever succeed means. Right. I'm a blessing to others. And I want to see others flourish. And I think number four maybe should be number one because that's my greatest joy hmm. is to see other people flourish. That as I look back in my life, I'm like, hmm, that's what I've wanted. That's that's the thing that brings, whether it's in ministry or as a realtor, as a broker. I mean, my greatest, you know, yeah, do I like to make money or whatever? Okay, great. But to see a realtor, to see someone flourish, to see someone flourish in their marriage mm -hmm. with their children, mm -hmm. in their business, I, I love that. And Jeff, let me ask a question. When you think of those four things that you wrote down and you think about them in sort of the iconic way that they've been written down as, as, as headlines, essentially, or or words that you are associating with yourself, do you, when you focus on those, does it change your feelings like he suggests that it would? That's exact. These are the four things that I have right here on my desk as I make phone calls to help people in my business and industry. Um, and I, I look at between calls, I look at them and I say, people trust me. Mm -hmm. God wants me to succeed. Mm -hmm. I want to be a blessing mm -hmm. to others mm -hmm. and I want to see other people flourish. I, I just keep it there, 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 because those are my driving forces. Those are the things that drive me to do what I do. This, those four things are driving me into the next 10 years of my life. And I, I just keep looking at those. And I keep, because guess what? I have to say them to myself every day. It's like what I focus on expands. So I keep looking at those things and believing those things because sometimes, you know, days aren't great. Sometimes you know, things are challenging, but I still keep thinking that people trust me. God wants me to succeed. I'm a blessing to others. And I want to see others flourish, which I think 
also drives me into, and if you don't mind, it drives me to check in the day eight, um, which is the stop identity theft. And if you don't mind, I'll just say two things. Number one is, um, he said, here's a key point. Your true self-worth is based only on what God says about you, not on how you feel about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, I, that's a teaser for next week. I think there's so much in that next chapter. I know you and I wanted to grab six, seven, and eight, but and let me just say, we may have to like uh, reconfigure how we address this book because there's so much here. We wanted to get through it in a few weeks. And one thing I might toss out to you is that we we take it so far, take a break, come back and and grab some more just so that, you know, I'm not I'm not really generously giving me your time. But chapter eight, uh, I think will deserve its own time next week. But that one really, I mean, not that the others didn't, because I keep saying they really grabbed me, but the subtitle to the chapter that we're going to hit next week is the joy of knowing whose you are, not just who you are. And again, for those that don't uh, subscribe to a faith, I still know this is going to resonate with you. Um, it's about what we tell ourselves about who we say we are and it's correcting that and in in the event that you have some definitions you've adhered to that are just not truthful so again jeff you're my you're my bud you're my champion i do want to say though i i don't uh it's a long way before 1500 books that I get to people and I haven't exactly purchased the books, but I am in the throes of sharing this book, literally either giving it to somebody or sending them the link and telling about them. And they'll say, how can I get it? And I send them the link uh, to, um, to, to Amazon because it's really an inexpensive purchase, relatively speaking, but I am taking heed of what you did for me and trying to share it. So it's super exciting. I know that we're going to get a, 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 a choo-choo train following us here, but I thank you. I'm going to be thinking about you and praying about your tasks this afternoon. And it's prompted me to, um, to, to, to do my, to take on my own. I've kind of hesitated just because I want to absorb what he's saying. And I'm a little nervous. Like you said, it's kind of scare, scaring the poop out of you to take on those big, huge goals and say, and, and say them out loud. But I thank you for spending this time with me. And I, um, I will look forward to being with you next week. You're a rock star in my book in so many ways. By the way, folks, I have been putting things out on social media for you to listen to. Jeff's voice, let me just brag on you for a minute. And I've said this before, Jeff, but I can't say it enough. You really have a voice uh, in my world that's in many, many ways, and I mean this sincerely, I'm not blowing smoke up your butt, um, that's second to none. There are other beautiful voices out there people that have created massive careers, whatever their situation was, but you have something that not only in the technical part of what you do, but then there's this innate talent and this warmth that can't be duplicated. So 
I uh, don't know what kind of projects you have on the dock. We can talk about that later. I hope there's some. But for those of you that follow me on social media, go search around because I have links. I'm going to put more links out. I've just kind of been hoarding them and putting them out a little bit at a time so people will grab hold. But I love you, my friends. And I thank you for being so generous because giving me more, you know, you and I chat and then we get online and press record. You're giving me a lot of your time and I know time is valuable. And I thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's my pleasure. I love you. I love you, friend. Hang on. I'll give you a, a personal goodbye, but it's been a wonderful day and we'll see you next week. Awesome. I love every time that I get to talk about this and make my way through it because it really expands what it is that I'm already processing and what I already know in myself and have arrived at, but getting a chance to, as I testified in the podcast, I'm a um, verbal person. Um, I work things out with my words and I getting a chance to have that opportunity with you as listeners. I'm very aware that you're there in the listening world, but I'm also talking to my friend Jeff that has taken this book in. It, it just highlights for me and sort of um, moves me forward. And I am glad that I have this opportunity. It's above and beyond putting the practices uh, to work in my life. It's just a, uh, a saturation of the truth. And that's what I felt today by having a chance to be with Jeff. So um, thank you for hanging with us. We're going to take a couple more of these chapters and then probably take a break. And I still haven't made my way all the way through this particular book. So I'm going to do that. And then we'll come back and pick up. But for a while yet, we'll be with you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging with the Terry Summers podcast. It is my joy to be here with you. <laughs>